0: And circle up. Welcome to On On, the Hash House Harrier podcast for interviews, history, and stories. I'm your host, Ra. This is part two of the On On podcast with duck, duck, Oops, also known as Ducky, founder of Skull and Boners, Hash House Harriers, and Hash Haven. What about other places that you got to in your wanderings during that time? You you hashed with the trash and other clubs on the East Coast?
1: So the only time that I've, I've hashed with the trash has been at prom. Right. And I've only been to the trash prom from hell two or three times. Those guys are just, it's funny because it's a weird, diverse group of folks. And I know they're not all Southerners because they're mostly military folks from all around the country, but they all feel like Southerners. (laughs) Every single one of them, they're they're an asshole, but they're so fucking lovely. So the the only time that I've really hung out with them is during events, which isn't really a great representation for the trash because it's the trash plus all the really cool people from everywhere else in the country and some from outside the country. Yeah. So, it was just for me it was definitely some of the highlight of my hashing career. The the Boner just kind of, we, we made an effort. We made a very solid effort for for several years to go down to to see the trash folks. During that time, we did a lot of traveling interstates. We we did some some hashing in Philadelphia and in some of the closer states around Massachusetts. But as far as myself, one of the best experiences that I had for for a hot minute, I moved out to Colorado just because I fucking hated my job. I quit my job. I moved out to Colorado because reasons and started hashing with the Denver hash and enjoyed the hell out of it. Right. You know, it's weird. It's incredibly hard to find good shiggy in, in Colorado, but definitely is possible if you break into the right state park. I was invited out to Gold Rush back in, I see what year was that, like 2018?
0: In Oregon. Yeah.
1: So a, a buddy of mine, Brown Pound Town from out of Portland, he said, you should totally come. I'm like, I can't. It's totally booked out. So he made some phone calls. He's like, you're in. <laughs> nice. I paid my dues and... I thought, all right, well, that's fine. I just moved out to Colorado with with my girlfriend. She's just kind of helping me you know, move out here, and she's going to resettle back down. And I ended up thinking, well, I can just drive to Oregon. It'll be fine. Well, driving to Oregon was going to be like another five days of travel <laughs> because dangerous. I'm an idiot. I don't look at maps. So I book a last-minute plane ticket to Gold Rush. I show up. I have nothing except like a small bag of some stuff, and I go to Walmart and pick up all the junk that I would need to survive a weekend Um, like a
0: tent and a sleeping bag that kind of stuff no so
1: it was just like i needed a a vessel to drink out of i I needed some stickers to put on stuff and stupid things i needed stupid things because that's that's who i am i showed up I got the biggest reception, and Brown Pound Town was like, Hey, man, it's amazing. I'm so glad you're here. Let me show you your tent. So he takes us to the, the area that he's got set up in, and, and there's my tent. It's already set up. There's a sleeping bag in it, there's a pillow. Wow. I, all I had to do was show up, man. And it was just the most life affirming thing I've ever seen.
0: <laughs> right. And I kind of had an there. experience like that in New Zealand actually too. We were traveling and couldn't bring all the gear and somebody said, just bring a bottle of vodka and we'll have everything for you. Yeah. It's nice. Oh
1: my goodness. New Zealand is my, my dream location. I've never even visited, but I want to move there.
0: <laughs> you can't go wrong. You know, I might need a few uh, greenbacks. It's, a, it's not the cheapest place, but it's brilliant. You make a bunch of friends
1: out in Oregon then? I did. Well, what was funny is by the time I moved out there, I had already known some of the folks just because I for some reason or another, my, my name gets spread around. So by the time I made it to Colorado, even if I hadn't spoken to folks, they're like, oh, you're Ducky. Yeah, come do things with us. I'm like, oh, I would love to do things. I love doing things all the time. It was great because folks had already heard about me. Folks had vouched for me. So it was just great. Honestly, I was on a string budget. I I would live with one hasher for like two or three months or whatever, then move to another hasher's house and hang out with them for a period of time. And then just hang out until, you know, I was ready to move back to boston
0: oh nice and let me just throw names at you see if you ran into these people like when you were down in philadelphia there's some long-term hashers like dancing full and cause for blindness are those people you bumped into
1: (laughs) so all right both those guys are amazing cause and i first met at a new haven event what was that event called oh shoot hazmat so hashmat so we were at hashmat downtown in new haven At some bar, I was wearing this beautiful corset and and whatnot. Cause showed up and she was wearing some lacy thing or another. And we had booked out the top portion of this one particular bar. So here Cause and I are just kind of hanging the fuck out. Um, She's like, I really want to wear your top. <laughs> I need you to hold my tits so I, I don't cause a scene. So I'm like, oh that's fine. So we change tops, I make her modest and and we're just great and we're doing a great we're having a great time. Anyway, a friend of mine from work well, someone I knew from work who I had a crush on because it's fucking adorable, apparently was also in the bar and I didn't notice. So all of a sudden I hear my nerd name being called out and I ignore it because who the fuck knows me? And then it happens a couple more times. I'm like, that's not a coincidence. I turn around and there's this girl that I worked with at the VA <laughs> as I'm wearing this this lovely, like, silk top that I had just put on from from COS. <laughs> nice. I didn't realize you wore a cross-dresser. I'm like, I can explain, I swear to God, but I didn't get the opportunity. She ran away.
0: <laughs> well, she didn't become a hasher. Wow, that's a...
1: Uh, oh, no, no, she was not hashing. With you can always tell a hasher.
0: Well, COS for blindness, I'm surprised she had to be modest. I guess it was a worry about getting arrested because she's got no inhibitions about taking her clothes off i I think she
1: just wanted me to be close which is not unusual i'm fucking adorable (laughs) so that's it's a whole thing but you also mentioned dancing fool i I don't remember the first time that i met him it was definitely somewhere up in connecticut because he's definitely come to a boner event or two but it's amazing to see him work i've As much as I believe in that we are hashers, not trashers, we do not show up and then make a mess and then just fuck off. That guy shows up with with a car full of garbage bags and that dude leaves with a truckload full of garbage bags. Dude is it's glorious to see it Dancing Fool go through and clean up the entire event.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's worth, for people who haven't met him, if you could get his information, fly him in. and He should be welcome for free at any event. He just does value adding so everybody can relax about it. And any, any venue is happy to have him there, too. When I was in the hash in Alabama, we stayed at someone's house and camped in their yard. Dancing Fool washed all the walls in the house. Just, he leaves Everything better than where he when it was when
1: he got there. Yeah. Yep. Yep. He's a beautiful man.
0: Let's go out to Oregon and talk about Gold Rush and what, what how that impacted your hash life then.
1: I, I tell you what, anywhere the calendar girl goes, I, I'm I'm fucking happy. So are are you familiar? Have you run into this this lovely human?
0: It's not somebody I know well. So
1: if if you get a chance to to you, you show up, you see the the rego list. You see Calendar Girl. Show up and say, Calendar Girl, I am. Tell her who you are and say, I've interviewed Ducky. Can you tell me anything about Ducky? She will you <laughs> your ear off. She is she is absolutely lovely, and right now she's with Ballsheimer from somewhere out in D.C. But they were both out there. I, I don't know. It was just it was just such a beautiful trip. It was Calendar, Ballsy, Clean Clam was out there. Brown downtown. Town. Oh my God! Just. Snot Rag. It was the first time he and I met in person, but he and I had known each other very well for, for a period of time because of Hash mm-hmm. uh, It was the first time that we met, period. Uh, it was great. It was just so lovely. I can still see it so vividly. There's this one guy running around in Hosenleben, the, Lederhosen. Uh, Leydenhosen, Thank you. Well, running around in Lederhosen with this huge iron skillet of hot brownies. <laughs> not pot brownies. Oh. Pot cornbread. And as a southerner, I, how can I say no? <laughs> so.
0: The dangerous proposition, depending on how people prepare those. I've seen people sleep through a whole event. Yeah. Okay.
1: Right. Yep. Absolutely but it was it was perfect because I took very small light. It was just so fantastic. And some of the most beautiful people that I I've, I've run across, uh, we we're, were out there at this event. And it was just, I can't speak enough about how beautiful Gold Rush is. He'd out on this isolated little area and it's right in the front of the area. It's like small, like maybe a nine hole golf course that's hmm. kind of built in. Yeah, it, it was just lovely. <laughs> it's yeah. just so fantastic. I mean, come on, I got laid that weekend. I got to see it, some of my best friends that weekend. It was just so fantastic. I can't wait to go back.
0: Nice. That is every year?
1: Every year. Okay. Yep.
0: You mentioned hazmat run. Were you there when the tradition started and the famous New Haven event was, happened? Yeah, what, yeah, which,
1: years what, before I got what's,
0: what's the legend as far as you've been told?
1: I, and I forget who the hare was. The hare was actually renamed on that trail because we have this huge IKEA store in New Haven and it's kind mm-hmm. of like, it's not exactly in the center of town. It's not exactly the center of attention. I believe what happened. The hare who was eventually renamed, uh, I think spread eagle ended up throwing some flour on the ground as one normally does to to lay a, a, a typical hash i think either went into ikea and threw some flour on the ground or just went right in front of ikea and threw flour on the ground the hash completed everyone like got to the end everyone had a great time but at the end of the night there was supposedly Local politicians, if not the fucking governor, being interviewed, like, yeah, we think that, you know, someone potentially laid anthrax on the fucking ground and it's this big fucking to do. This guy <laughs> turned himself in and because he was a foreign national, nearly got himself deported. And as I understand it, the hash community came together and, like, provided him financially with what well, must have been an amazing lawyer, got him out of it, uh, but was eventually renamed Spread Eagle.
0: <laughs> and so that led to an event. Every year,
1: a yearly event. It's not just super fun and games. Uh, at least when I've gone, uh, whoever's leading the trail also has a portable keg that they wear that wow. looks like a Ghostbusters, you know, backpack. <laughs> <laughs> but they're just like handing out beer like here you go here's a here's a top off here here's the top off for you for you for you and then just having a great fucking time it's usually fun but what i can tell you is don't wear warm clothes because it tends to get chilly whenever they run it uh-huh. i would wearing a kill <laughs> but then
0: so the hair wears a, a hazmat suit that is correct you, you don't hash that Regularly with Boston. Are there any other places that you say, ah, that's on my calendar when things go to normal and you travel hash some more?
1: there's so much on my calendar. So I showed up to the very first Birmingham red mm-hmm. and that's actually where I met calendar girl. And I met district 69 and I met dude and I do not remember dude's full name and all of those young ladies that I had a crush on. Mm-hmm. I tried to get into this year's prom, but I, I am definitely on the wait list. And I'm really far down on the wait list. So I definitely am not going to prom this year. Mm-hmm. I've never made it to a medley of mud, but I've always wanted to. So tower, runs the medley of mud right. every year i believe uh down with richmond now richmond is a part of me spiritually because it feels like going Boaters was built out of three kennels Tusco's a hash house tidewater and richmond right so everyone i've ever met in richmond i love more than i love many of my family members <laughs> um, and that's that's is, that is the truth <laughs>
0: And it sounds like you're good friends with Ifield Tower. Did he help you out with the patches for Skull and Boners? So
1: or? Here's how this went down. We were pretty dead set on the Lost Crusade. And honestly, like I still think that is the best patch name, especially for a Shiggy kennel but we we asked tower to help us out with patches because if tower is known for fucking anything it's patches
0: yeah and he Um, just set the world record with his long coat
1: well i didn't hear that but also i'm absolutely not surprised if you've ever been to his home and you see his patch room he has a room dedicated to patches (laughs) these are patches that are not even sewn onto the man's garment If you've seen his living situation, you would know that was going to happen no matter what.
0: Yeah, I've only seen photos. He had a failed attempt where he sewed a bunch of coats together. Guinness (laughs) said, no, that doesn't count as a single garment. So he redid all the patches (laughs) onto one extremely 69-foot-long coat and got the record this year.
1: Tower helped us out in that first he said you should go with Skull and Boners because it's much funnier and because penises are funny. Well, I mean, they are, can't argue with that. He helped us design our patch. He helped us design our happy coat eventually, and he helped fund our first socks, which we decided to use soccer socks for our Shiggy socks. Nice. It's just been great ever since.
0: That's a great, very distinctive club kennel to have as your legacy, always be able to go back to. As you've been away, if you go back, uh, what percentage of the people you think you'll know? Does things do change over time.
1: Well, I mean, that's true. I, so I tend to go back for an event. We tend to have two to three events every year. Okay.
0: Uh, there's
1: always the regulars and you're always going to know the regulars, right? Mm, sure. Um, there's always going to be an influx of folks that I've never met before, but they've hashed with the boners forever. I'm like, <laughs> dude, <laughs> oh. you've had like two hashes with them. You've never even, it'll be fine. I, I appreciate that you exist, <laughs> but I don't know who the fuck you are. Like, right now, like, maybe it's it's still kind of like a solid 50-50. Like, I, there's a good chance I will at least know you, but are you one of the first hashers that joined us? That's, that's a pretty small crew. You can always guarantee that you're going to see Frankie, uh, frankly is wrong. You're always going to see, shut the fuck up. Those two have been with us the absolute longest since the very beginning. I don't think Frankie has ever missed a hash. And, and that young lady has had knee surgeries. <laughs> she Every month.
0: <laughs> and w- when did that start? What month and year?
1: So yeah, we started in 2013. And oh. the only reason I remember that is because there's a 13 on our patch.
0: Ah, okay. We're going to need to do a separate call for hash haven maybe we'll just do a little preview of on hash haven and promise it for another episode so let's talk about you are the one who started hash haven h3 right that is correct okay just give us a teaser about what it is and we'll talk about that in a separate episode what is hash haven h3
1: I will say this: the initial tagline for Hash Haven was, and essentially still is, "Hash Haven. We don't know what the fuck we're doing, but we're here to help." Right. And I think that's still the case. And right now, Snotrag is essentially the heart and soul behind Hash Haven, and that—that that is no lie. He has been there, honestly. But like a handful of hashers have been there since the very beginning. And have been more steadfast and more reliable for leadership than, than I ever, ever would have been. All I wanted and all I ever wanted was a support network because as a hasher, I feel really the only people that could potentially even possibly understand me are other hashers. <laughs> I know as someone who is bipolar who has ADHD, who has other issues, <laughs> who I feel like myself, I'm, I'm fucking nuts. I think that's how the doctor put it. I know that I need help and I could use a support network. Other people have to have, potentially need a support network. Mm-hmm. It started off super, super small. And then now we're like 200, 300. I'm not exactly sure what the number is right now. But Hash Haven has spread out and we've actually helped
0: Of course there's confidentiality. Maybe maybe we could even get Snotrag on here at the same time. Joint call with a couple people just to talk about what the mission was originally and what it evolved into and what its
1: potential is. What I would like to do, if if I were to have input on this, is it, to get snot rag on, get motor boats on, get like a handful of the the past and the current leadership from Hash Haven, you know, and chat. That, I think that would be lovely.
0: So we'll give that time to happen. You you you're <laughs> enthusiastic positive and not intensity, but Focus and
1: passion that captures what it's, it's, people relate to. It's fine. I, you can call me adorable if you need to.
0: But I'll leave that to the audience, but you are a, I won't say quintessential, but you're a representative of being able to capture what hashing means to you, and that's what we're after here. What is your personal future, you think, in terms of, are you going to be there where you live now for a long time? And-
1: I am never content with where i live so i don't know if i'm going to be here in boston or near boston uh, for the long term I, I think probably up north i enjoy shiggy so much but i think at the very soul of me the foundational belief that i have is that take no savior is a fucking asshole <laughs> that's it and, and that makes me happy <laughs> <laughs> That's great.
0: So let me ask you this question. Kind of I sometimes I think it's kind of an odd question, but what would happen if you had resisted longer and never gone to the hash? How would, would your life be different?
1: That is a very good question because I had never had an outlet that hashing afforded. I grew up in the very deep south and a very restrictive culture that did not allow individuals to be weird (laughs) and hashing lets people be who they are one of the things i really 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 appreciated about the boners is if you're talking weird you're going to have a great time with us because we care about who you are not who you are trying to be yeah
0: cool okay and The few boners going to last forever?
1: (laughs) Well, our legacy will live forever. There you go. Okay.
0: Two other quick questions. Running in all this Shiggy, have you ever gotten hurt on trail?
1: I've never broken any bones. My one fear in life is that I'm going to run into a snapping turtle. I get to do this. I have definitely helped people from drowning. I have definitely seen the shortest fucking girl in the world literally save a sailor from drowning oh Oh, yeah i guess i have i gave myself a concussion i definitely gave myself a concussion well technically the ground gave myself a concussion falling from the height that i did but but yes so i guess so yes
0: (laughs) and was that a boner's trail it's called boner's trail
1: of all things that was a fucking new haven
0: (laughs) that's their car that's their karmic revenge for everything you've said about their non-shiggy yeah
1: that is fair but also to be fair that was like a couple of years after I introduced them to Shiggy. So
0: uh-huh.
1: like tap that teacher did that to me and I have definitely forgiven her because we definitely had a scotch right after I did it.
0: <laughs> okay. Well, okay. I'm not sure if that was a doctor's orders, but good yeah. effort there. All right. <laughs> Is the RA always right?
1: Oh, fuck those guys. No, absolutely not. <laughs> Perfect. <Yeah. laughs>
0: Thanks to Ducky, also known as Duck Duck Oops, for telling us his hashing story here on the On On podcast. Hash your voices, hash your stories, hash your history. New episodes every week. Till next time, On On. This is Raw. To close the circle, here's the Hash Anthem sung by Mother Hash. Swing low, sweet. Child.